Hello, I'm Hannah Jenna. And I'm Rachel Johnson, and welcome to Before and After, a body image podcast. We are here to discuss our ideas, perceptions, and beliefs about how we look and how we see others. We'll be looking at research and trends in the world of fitness and nutrition, as well as looking at our own biases related to body image and busting some persistent myths that abound in advertising and on social media. We hope to reach and captivate audiences of all ages and gender. So please help us out by subscribing and sharing. And if you like what you hear, we would very much appreciate you leaving us a review. Happy listening. Hello, everyone. We're getting fancy today and we have two microphones. We're, uh, we're, we're joining the big leagues. So I hopefully always... we sound super sexy radio voice. Is that? Yeah. Hannah says this is going to make us sound sexier. And I'm sure that's why all podcasts out there are this is using no longer... multiple microphones. Well, yeah. This is no longer a body image podcast. It's a voice quality podcast. Oh, are we going like to start doing um, ASMR? Is that here? What? Listen, listen. Can you hear this sound? Of my fingernails tapping on my the glass of wine, wine glass that we're drinking in the afternoon <laughs> because we're adults and we can. Um, thank you for joining us, episode two of season two, um, and this week's subject is brought to you by Rachel Johnson. Yes, well, it was uh, it was meant to be, I think, in season one. I don't know. We've been talking about this subject for a while, um, and it's on. Well, I guess goal setting broadly um but i'll tell everyone kind of why why it came up again was um i failed pretty spectacularly at a recent goal i set when i went you're um, fired yeah yeah fired this is what you're gonna learn today is <laughs> hannah's actually just just straight up mean mommy this is bad a school cop. of hard knocks this is, yeah the school if you set a goal knocks. and you fail it you're no longer my friend safe space to just admit kidding. failure before um, i lose all my clients <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, I went away on a very long work trip. So I had to go to Washington DC for about almost 10 days, I guess, nine days. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be great. You know, I'm going to be sitting in a hotel suite or, you know, work room working most of the day. So I'm going to get up every single morning and make sure I train at least some level, like get some activity. Like at the hotel gym or yeah. try and drop well, into it. Both. Um, I, I, I looked into some CrossFit gyms. I was a little disappointed. I didn't hear back from some of the ones I sent messages to. Um, and they would have been a fairly significant walking distance away anyway. So I was like, oh, the hotel gym has a lot of equipment. I'm pretty good at like, you know, I was just going to look at our own gym's programming and, and adjust it to whatever they had in there. And uh, I basically just failed. I was in a three-hour time difference uh, in D.C., so I was jet-lagged. So getting up at six Three-hour jet-lag is the worst. It's way it's worse than eight-hour jet-lag. My brother was, oh, like, making fun of me last week for, like, ooh, poor Rachel. Like, I bet 22-year-old Rachel who was traveling the world is laughing at you now. And I was like... Honestly, wow, when like I go home to England, if I stay up for 24 hours, which is easy because I can't sleep on planes, right? it's like you kind of bypass the jet lag. But three hours is not yeah. enough to like really do anything different. But it's enough to be like, I'm going to bed at midnight instead right. of nine. Exactly. And then lot. when I want to get up at 6 a.m. to train, that feels like 3 a.m. Who wants to get up at 3 a.m.? No one. And if you are up at 3 a.m., you're probably not thinking about like... You should check the time and go back to yeah, bed. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe you're getting up to pee and that's it. 
Um, you could lunge your way to the bathroom. That'd be like a little uh, 3 a.m. You know, I did have a decent sized hotel room. Um, that would have, that would have, I would have gotten some lunches. <laughs> Um, Killing two birds with one stone, Rachel. There That's you go. Interesting. Okay, so no, you, said, you should you should program things for people say- in, in different situations. So here's how you exercise <laughs> through the night: drink a boatload of water before you go to bed. Ensure you have to get up every couple of hours to pee. Right. And on your way to the bathroom, you must lunge or right. duck walk. Set or one. Yeah, you can have a different movement every time inch you get worm up. your way to the toilet. Wow, I think you you're on to something. <laughs> the, the business traveler is going to um, sign up for this. And moss. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I basically didn't train at all. Um, I was lucky if I was getting myself up and ready uh, by 8.45, 9 a.m. when I was supposed to be at work um, while there. And then I did walk to those places. So pretty much walking, getting some steps in was all I managed to do the entire eight days um, until I got to one CrossFit class with friends after after all the work was all over. Um, so I was pretty feeling pretty hard on myself. And then I was like, I probably should have known better that working 14, 15 hour days while jet lagged was not going to accommodate a lot of my lofty goals for training. Um, and I just thought it was interesting that after all these years of training, I was still being really unrealistic with what I knew I was probably up for. So my first question to you is you introduced this as like, I failed. Yeah. Which is a big word. The F word. Oh, the failure. F word. Okay. Yeah. Um, some people might say there's no such thing as failure, just feedback. But at oh. what point? Who are those people? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> some people say. <laughs> Not you. Not- <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so at what point did you, during the week, was this Monday to Friday? Uh, Sunday, Sunday to Friday. Yeah. Okay. So at what point were you like, this is not going to happen? Pretty much. I mean, I was starting I was starting to feel really bad on Tuesday morning. And then by Wednesday morning, I was like, yeah, this is not going to happen. Did you still like have the desire to train? Or were you just like, actually, I have no desire to do this whatsoever? I I still really, I still had the desire to. Like while I was dragging myself around walking to work, I would see people jogging like not that I wanted to jog I didn't want to jog but um but I would see people exercising and I would see people in the hotel clearly headed to the gym um the fitness center was actually on the same level as our conference like rooms were so I would always see people and I was like oh I really would just love to have some time to like move my body but did you tell yourself were you like realistic and be like you know what I know better this is long days. I feel off. I'm stressed out. Perhaps trying to train is just that one thing that is just too much. Or, you know, where you're just like, I failed. I'm a failure. I failed. I failed. F word all over the place. And now I feel really bad because I set a goal and I can't meet it. Which sort of. Yeah. Weirdly, it was more like the second. And I say weirdly because I feel like when I'm here at home, I'm much better at acknowledging like oh I know this is going to be a really heavy work week so I should probably you know get in training in the morning like right after I coach 6 a.m um or something like that because I know I probably won't make it later in the day I'm really good at being realistic with myself 
when I'm at home. But I think it's more like when I, I don't know why I have this notion of when I travel. That you become a superhero? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, don't I, I sleep anymore. I feel like. I can put in like 26 yeah. hours a day. What What is that like weird? What does our brain do when it's like we're traveling? Because like when, when, when y'all travel, do you, you don't really often like drop into other CrossFit gyms, do you? Um, not a lot. Like if I'm, if, depends it depends where i'm going and what i have access to right so like in england i've been a few times where you know i if i've been say at my parents house for a week i've signed up to the gym and asked my dad to kindly drive me there like a little kid going to school. <laughs> he drops you off at the so gym like, if i'm going somewhere where i have maybe the gym is like walking distance or i have a car or a means of getting there easily then then yeah i try to because it's fun but like I've learned that the reality is when I travel, you know, I have, like you and like most people, like pretty long, crazy days. And when I go somewhere, it's like either I'm going somewhere for work, which means long, crazy days, right. possibly in a different time zone, or I'm going somewhere because I'm actually having a rare vacation and I'm not somebody who's very good at kind of just letting go so I try to make it a thing to like take time out and be okay with it and yeah. not be like mad FOMO because everyone else is doing my favorite moves in the CrossFit gym <laughs> um was there an element like so when you set your unrealistic goal your mm -hmm. not so smart goal oh yes quote, that's unquote, right smart goals um was an element of that because I know you are a sufferer of FOMO. <laughs> yes, very much. Was there an element of like, oh my God, I need to keep working out because everybody else is going to be working out and logging workouts and going like five times a week. And if I don't go, then I didn't go and I missed out. And oh my God. Ah, was that your brain? Pretty much. You just, just quoted like my brain. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was, that was it. No, uh, not quite like that, but it was very much that because we had the week prior, I believe, we had started a new strength cycle oh, yeah. um, at at the gym. So in our programming, and I was really excited about it because it's squats and strict presses. And you're excited about that? Yeah. Oh, I mean, not I'm not really anymore because my silly ankle. Um, talk about realistic goals. My my ankle is not cooperating with heavy squatting right now. But um, yes, I think I had a lot of FOMO because I was thinking like. I could see the programming that all of y'all were doing Did back here. Did you talk here. to yourself every day and look at the programming? No, I didn't look at it every day, but I knew. I just knew what it was. It was going to be the eight rep back squat, eight rep strict press. Um, I had done the 10 and I was going to miss it. And then I was going to come back and have to do the six rep without knowing what my eight rep was. I mean, I had a whole, I had a whole monologue about the strength cycle <laughs> that we were in. Wow. She really does put yeah, like it was, emotion into I know. And I feel like it's it's strange. Like maybe because usually when I travel, say there's like hiking involved, then I know I'm plenty exercising and I never actually worry about lifting. Um, so in this moment when you're like just going like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to exercise this week. And you have that kind of like emotional wave of like oh everyone else is exercising and i'm not do you go then like zero to a million and be like oh god well if i'm not exercising for this week then suddenly like i'm gonna lose all of my strength and i'm gonna gain 20 pounds and and then i'm gonna go back to the gym and oh my god i won't be able to remember how to do anything 
Like how much does oh it escalate? God. I feel like your 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 imitation brain ne- like needs to be recorded. Um, no, I feel like it's not quite that level. Um, I've been at that level. In I, the past. Yeah, I think I think we all go through those. Um, I mean, I'm you know I'm definitely. I hope I'm smart and sort of can calm myself down into realizing that no, no one's no one's losing their strength gains in a week. You're What's always losing... funny is that I always find when people go away on vacation that are like, oh man, I just ate all the food and I drank all the drinks and I sat on my ass for a week and they come back and they're always better. Right. Well, exactly because like rest, rest days are good. Like most people don't take them. So yeah, I mean, I don't think I necessarily came back better because I came back with my, uh, sprained ankle and sprained wrist even stiffer than she's they had been. She's getting old, everyone. She's getting um, old. I mean, at least I hurt them doing cool things. I um That's true. <laughs> so okay, I gotta I'll tell this story about my boss because I don't think he will ever listen to this podcast, but some people Rachel's boss, tune in. Some some of our <laughs> listeners do know who he is. And so he just turned fifty. Um and I had a meeting with him shortly after his birthday and he was not at his office at 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 work he was at home in home in his home office and I was like oh you're home and he's like yeah well I threw out my back I was like oh wow you turned 50 and immediately threw out your back he's like yep and I was like oh well you you like to do like a lot of backpacking and stuff like was it doing something really awesome and he was like I can't even tell you I was like well now you have to tell me um, and he threw out his back picking up dog poop in his backyard <laughs> and I feel like that's like the pinnacle of getting old right like right after your birthday your knee your back something happens but it's also like no longer doing anything cool my my like i used to love teasing the guys i used to race with on boats um because they were all older than me like the youngest was kind of like mid 40s i was late 30s the youngest was mid 40s into the 50s right and i started to notice that every time they stood up out of a chair there was a kind of <laughs> <laughs> sounded like they were doing a weightlifting like, move like that's the extra, when you know the, when oof. you gotta make a noise to help you get out of a chair oh wow but yeah yeah getting older but um yeah I think I mean I wasn't I definitely was fine eventually but I just thought it was funny that yet again I had made like unrealistic expectation right like I I've traveled plenty. I should know better. I think that's the toughest part is my brain is more like, wow, not that you failed at not going, you know, making it to the gym, but that you failed at like having the wrong expectations. Do you think this is a function of like aging that like 10 years ago you would have more stamina to be like, all right, I woke up, I'm tired, but I'm getting up anyway. I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to do my 14 hour work day. And I'm going to repeat tomorrow regardless of how I feel. And now you're more like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a great question. I kind of feel like I, I wish I could go back in time for a brief period. What would 30-year-old Rachel and, do? Yeah, because 30-year-old hmm. Rachel was actually like very unhealthy. So no, 30-year-old Rachel would not have Should have woken up, jumped, she would lit, have wo- a cigarette, lit a cigarette, had a maybe, and gone and played pools. Right? Or like she would have been still up from the night before. There you go. Um, yeah. So I, so I mean, it would be interesting to go back. Like if I could be the athlete I am today in like 24-year-old Rachel's body, like that'd be a really interesting experiment. Because I'd love to see what it's like. We we always look at all the athletes around us that seem to recover so quickly, um, and and can you know train a lot harder without 
you know, getting overuse injuries and stuff like that. Like, I think it'd be cool to experience that just because I came to being like a, a weightlifter and an athlete so late in life relatively. I think, I don't know, for me, I'm much more, I would like, to be fair, I would probably have set the same goals. Like if I'm going somewhere to on vacation, then I can, I've been able to get to a different mindset. Although when Dave and I went to New Orleans and I knew that like that kind of vacation, you're not doing, I mean, actually we walked miles around the city. Right. Walking but is great. Like, I have to remember. I felt that. like it was sort of a uh, unhealthy vacation just in terms of like, you know, you're going to be eating a lot of fried food. I mean, there's literally yeah, nothing on the menu that's not fried. And, there's and you're going to be drinking from the pretty much the minute you wake up to the minute you go to sleep. <laughs> um, so I was like, I did make a point on that vacation to work out, I think, almost every day. Yeah. But like me and Dave made a pact together that we would get up and we would go and do something and make it fun. Like, you know, once upon a time, I probably would have planned out workouts and it would have been, oh, we're doing this and we're doing this. And we try to make it fun yeah. so that we wanted to do it. And then, you know, we would we'd plan a place. That it, we, it helped us to like plan a place we really wanted to go for a delicious breakfast to like mm. look at the menu and get all excited about what we want to eat. And, you know, for me particularly, I'm still like as much as I'm much better at sort of trying things that aren't necessarily what I typically eat in terms of like being healthy or within sort of a parameter of like proteins and fats and carbs I was like okay I have to let this go in New Orleans because otherwise I'm miserable for a week so let's try and pick something that doesn't seem outrageous to me but is definitely like you know pushing my boundaries of what I typically like to eat so that was kind of an incentive to be like all right we're gonna get up we're gonna go and we didn't kind of set like we got to be in that gym for an hour we're not right. leaving for an hour like okay we're gonna go we're gonna see how we feel we'll make something up that's fun as you know with this whatever we've got available to us in that little gym and then we'll feel like we did something and we can go and enjoy this breakfast so that helped us to keep going but i honestly think that like if i was going somewhere with work to be like i've got to go and be in meetings all day or sit at a conference or whatever, I would have set the same goals as you, like every day. I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna go to the gym. And the tough part for me is like hotel gyms can be fine, but it's not exciting. No, not at all. And unlike I mean, I I think listening to you describe your vacation in New Orleans, like that was the biggest difference is I, I had no one that wanted to do this with me. Right. Right. Like this is not like every once in a while I go to a conference and they'll be like, you know, on the little like meeting board where people post messages. They'll be like, oh, hey, I'm in, I'm a runner. Like, does anyone want to run at 630 a.m. before the conference? Like, you know, so occasionally there's stuff like that. This was not that. There's know, a lot more people I feel people. that are going to sign up for like, hey, who wants to run today? Then people who are like, let's go do a bunch of sweaty dumbbells right like who wants to meet me in the gym and throw around some dumbbells yeah the gym that doesn't allow chalk and i'm like oh, oh what do we do right they don't have chalk um <laughs> yeah so i think you're right i mean doing it alone that was probably one thing that would have clued me in to be like this is going to be even harder to achieve um so when you were like okay i really am not feeling this get up every morning do this before my long day at work were you like okay i'm gonna look at this goal that i set and i'm gonna adjust it to meet like 
the reality of my situation or was that like goal still kind of chipping away like at some point I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this damn workout before I work and then you got to the end of the week and went oh that didn't happen I definitely adjusted a little bit I mean I gave up on doing any lifting and I just a couple days in just ended up focusing purely on getting as much walking in as possible like realizing that okay um because lots of lots news of news flash were, walking burns a lot oh of gosh. calories if yeah. you do plenty of steps every day yeah and it was true like there were plenty of opportunities to in the city so a lot of my colleagues would take taxis to dinner and stuff like that and uh, a couple of times I was like cool I'm gonna leave 20 minutes before y'all and walk like I'll I'll meet you over there um so that helped like kind of and I did end up finding people that wanted to do that. Like when it wasn't like, we're going to exercise together and no one was interested. Uh, lots of people were interested actually in walking, um, especially at the end of the day when I think, yeah, I wasn't alone in feeling like sitting at a table all day or at a desk in front of a computer was not great. Um, and so lots of people did want to walk. Well, lots. At least three other people wanted to walk with me most nights. <laughs> so let's just say... You went had to do that conference thing, but it was a month long. Oh dear! And you went out there, and the first week you'd set that expectation of like, I'm gonna get up every day at this time, and no one wants to come with you and play to make it more fun. What would you have done at the end of week one when you were like, okay, shoot, I didn't really make it to the gym. It just didn't seem enticing, or I'm just like. too tired my days are too long what would you have done to adjust it so that you didn't go for like the entire month doing nothing because then you might have lost your mind well um let's see if if I could be good enough to remember all the lessons I've learned with this trip I would wouldn't really plan anything or have expectations for anything for the first week like understanding jet the jet lag part and how that much that affected me because by the sec like I arrived on a Saturday and by the following Saturday I was fine with getting up around like 7 a.m um and ended up doing a CrossFit class with two of my friends who live out there and I was realistic there was like an eight o'clock class and a nine o'clock class and I was like I think let's do the nine o'clock because I knew I wasn't sure exactly how the mornings were going still so you know, I think I'd probably maybe sign up for like something like CrossFit, like go find a gym where there'd be other people working out maybe once or twice a week starting that second week. Um, and then just kind of, yeah, seeing how that went, um, being more realistic about how quickly you can adjust to a totally new environment. Because nice. it was great. Like when I finally did get to that CrossFit class with them, and then we did a little exploring and kind of did a bunch of walking the rest of the day. It was a really, my body finally started feeling good too. Like it was kind of a tough after sitting on your ass for a whole week to get back into CrossFit. But it was, my body was like grateful for it by then. I always think that's like, that's the kind of the key thing is realizing like, yeah, you want to be, give yourself some grace and get settled in and not try and. You know, I always love to mention the old allostatic load. You know, there's only so much you can take at one time. And maybe by going to work out and going full send, if you were kind of tired and stressed out, then even a basic workout could be a thing that tipped you over the edge. And But, like, there's always, like, 
that point of like where where do I stop kind of giving myself grace being kind to myself giving myself that like okay I traveled I'm busy I'm just settling in point now I really have to do something because then we tip into that point where it's like I'm just now making excuses right right because it's really easy to kind of get caught up in that. And I've been certain places in the world where like there isn't really any good access to gym stuff and, you know, getting suckered into other options, which aren't as healthy. And you can start to be like, yeah, actually, this is better. Right. And then the longer you leave it, like I always find like one week away from my regular working out routines, it's fine. You know, you can kind of step right back into things from yeah. that. Once you get to two weeks away from any kind of regular things and it's amazing how you go back in you're like oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> and if you get up to a month there's a comeback from that yeah and I think that's what I worried about was like if I don't do anything this week getting back into the gym the following week is going to be even harder than usual um I'm gonna be more sore right I definitely went down that road of like this is I'm setting these expectations now so that I won't be that person who's now two weeks out or something from the gym and just feeling even worse when I get back. Um, So curious if your conference had been say San Francisco where there's no time change, Mm -hmm. but you'd been like in a hotel, the nearest CrossFit gym would have been like a decent walk hotel gym availability. What would look different? Well, interestingly, I can test that out next week because I have a conference in San Francisco Wednesday through Sunday of next week. Um, I mean, I would like to think it would, it would have been, I think that that scenario, like changing the time zone thing would have made a huge difference because I'm, I'm naturally a morning person, right? Like I'm not, I don't have any problem here getting up at 5am and either, I'm usually now coaching at 6 a.m., but if I have to go do it the 6 a.m. class or train right after I coach, like that's pretty reasonable um, for me to be like a 6 a.m. CrossFit athlete. Um, so I do think if I if I were to pick my favorite excuse, <laughs> I think the time zone <laughs> yeah, thing. The list like, of excuses. The t- like, well, I think of okay, all I've the things. Okay, I've used that one six yeah. times this year. I've got to go with fresh excuse, exactly. fresh excuse. I think of all the excuses that DC kind of afforded me um, – the time zone, I think, was the hardest, the most legitimate thing to like that I wanted to overcome, but like also didn't really have that many options to overcome it. So, yeah, gotcha. we'll see. San Francisco, I think I will get up early and have time to exercise before the conference Do you kicks think off. if your hotel had been situated like a block away from a CrossFit gym, it would have been different? Maybe because the closest one was about a it was like a 17, 18 minute walk from my hotel. That's significant. Right? Like that's a significant warm up. Especially if you have a gnarly workout and then you got to get home. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, do walking you, is great recovery, but it's like. I mean, yeah. do you have control over where the hotel that you book or is it like booked for you? No, almost all my conferences, it's like the hotel's chosen for you. Because that'd be nice. Like if you could choose your hotel location. True. So that you could best, you know, maybe it's not guaranteed that. Like, obviously, having a hotel right next to a CrossFit gym doesn't eliminate a jet lag element. But if you were like, it removes okay, one I've got more like barrier, yeah. two minutes to walk to get to this class. Yeah. And I know that as much as I may not feel like it right now, even if I just go to class and move yeah. and scale everything, I'm going to feel better. 
Yeah. It might have been an incentive. Well, I think that's actually a really great point because one of the things I thought of with this conference, because it's the same conference every year, um, is what I didn't do as much as I prepared by looking at where the CrossFit gyms were in relation to the hotel. I didn't actually look at if there were any close to like our work headquarters for the first four days because mm-hmm. um, it was it wasn't at the hotel. It was a different location. And now that I kind of know how the conference went, I could have gone on like lunch. I could have taken a lunch break and done like a noon class, which might have been a much more realistic thing to plan anyway, because the jet lag then is not not an excuse anymore. Like it's not a factor. The other thing I always sort of think about is like, it's that good old fashioned saying, fail to plan, plan to fail. It's like if you, if you solo, like, I don't know, like for me personally, I just love to train like we've had this conversation before Mm -hmm. i love to train i don't need anything to work towards in order to want to do it and i don't need anybody to train with to like still try really hard it's probably weird but (laughs) (laughs) for better or worse that is it obviously i enjoy working out with people i really love team workouts and partner workouts and i love being in a class yeah it's all fun but if i have to go solo it's it's there's not like a I'll never use the no one's here with me excuse just because right. I like to exactly. train. But, and I say this to a lot of people, you know, who are not like that, who need community, that if you just go away and you're like loosely t- thinking about going to a hotel room gym or, you know, running X amount of miles, whatever it is, if you go without any kind of plan and you're just hopeful that you're going to get up and go figure it out, it's very easy to talk yourself out of doing that. Yeah. If you don't have that inherent just like love of training. If you in advance have like not necessarily a regimented structured like on Monday I'll do this and on Tuesday I'll do this. Come up with some fun workouts before you go away with like that you could easily do in like a typical hotel gym. Yeah. And, you know, keep it interesting. Maybe you do an EMOM one day, Tabata stuff, or AMRAP, whatever. Keep it very interesting, but like creative with that hotel room gym equipment. Then you have like a kind of cheat sheet almost. Yeah. You're not just walking into the gym and going, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll just run on the treadmill for 10 minutes. Oh, I'm bored. I'm going. Oh my God. Treadmills are so boring. <laughs> right treadmills are the worst um yeah that's true i mean that's it's a good it's a good reminder I've and then you can also have to plan a little bit better and then you can also plan beyond like you can have so sort of like okay if i make it to the gym great maybe the gym's really crappy and small or just one day you just really don't feel like getting up looking like a scarecrow and maybe bumping into one of your colleagues on the way to the gym <laughs> not that they're going to the gym they're going to like the ice machine or something right yes yes you can also plan for like okay what could i do in my hotel room like a tabata core thing or you know can i take resistance bands is there something that i could do in my hotel room that's even like 10 to 15 minutes long so i feel like i did something yeah so then we eliminate the f word because we didn't fail to do something we did something and that's something like i always find that like even if it's a little something, you kind of still get to check the box. Yeah. And be yeah. like, yeah, I set an intention that I was going to do some kind of movement, working out, 
doesn't have to be the hotel room gym. You don't have to go and run a 5K around the neighborhood. You can do a very effective workout in your hotel room. And yeah, it's not sexy and glamorous. You're not slinging barbells. and <laughs> You're just lunging on your way to the toilet. But <laughs> in the middle in of the, the middle night. In the middle of the night. Hit me up if you want that program. <laughs> First 10 sign-ups, I'll give it to you for a dollar. Um, and you'll thank me later. Uh, but I just find like that's kind of useful. Like knowing yourself and like who you are. And I think like yeah. that's, yeah. you know, we've talked in the past like a lot, like a lot of achieving goals is about truly understanding like your identity and your values who you are and what you want and what you believe in right and it's the whole new year's eve thing where people are like i'm going to lose 10 pounds and join a gym and you sign up and two weeks later nothing's happened yeah. because it wasn't actually what you really wanted to do and you know if you know you're going away traveling especially if you're for, it's for business and you're gonna be like really busy and stressed out and fatigued it's like is working out every morning for x amount of time in a gym environment really what you need and what you want or is it just what you quote unquote think you should do yeah yep it's true i remember actually oh gosh i feel like probably one of our earliest podcast episodes we were talking about um atomic habits the james mm-hmm. clear book and like that's right like it's all about like a habit it's not necessarily like a reflection of like oh i want to i want to go to the gym five times a week it's more do i want to be a person that prioritizes my health mm-hmm. and my well-being and my fitness and then if if that's who you are if that's your value that can look a lot of different ways than getting to the gym five times a week it could also yeah, probably have a little bit more flexibility to it. And I think that's a good point. I don't really think I had like a backup plan when my getting to a CrossFit gym four or five times a week didn't pan and out. That's typically the way. People yeah. have all or nothing, right? I'm going to go away. I'm going to do this, like this, and this, and this, yeah. and this. And then you get there and the whole environment is not how you imagined. And then you're like, oh. Yeah. Uh, should we go get a drink? Cool. Okay, that seems fun. <laughs> and that's often the thing. It's like, being flexible and being adaptable and understanding that sure we would all love to be able to go to our favorite kind of gym doesn't have to be a crossfit gym globo gym whatever classes you take um and and be able to do the stuff that we love all the time with cool people around us doing the same because that's what we feel we have to do in order you know that's the stimulus we feel we need in order to get a response but you have to factor in everything else like that good old allostatic load again like if you are like pretty well maxed out and all you can fit in that day is like power abs in your hotel room and maybe some resistance band work if you've had a crazy day if you're fatigued and all the rest of it that is giving you enough stimulus yeah for that day Maybe not every day. Once you've adjusted to the time zone, you've adjusted to the like the routine and, you know, how it's all playing out and like all the rest of it. Yeah, sure. Okay, now we can figure out I'm now I'm settled. I can like I have more capacity to be able to increase that stimulus without sending myself over the edge. But, you know, if you're fatigued and you're like busy and all the rest of it, 
your hotel room workout might be exactly what you need and exactly what leaves you feeling good rather than if you had been like, all right, drag ass out of bed. It feels like 3 a.m., but let's get up. Let's go and do heavy shit and million pull-ups and all the rest of it. And then you spend the rest of the day feeling terrible and unable to function at the professional level you need to function and then exhausted in the evening. It's just like... Now you're beating yourself down and as non-professional athletes these days, your exercise routine should be something that builds you up. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a good point. I would like to note that on this day, I said that. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, everyone take note. It's almost like Hannah said something as crazy as listen to your body and take a rest day. You heard it here first. Um... No, it's very true. And actually, I mean, that's a, I didn't really think of that, that um, it's entirely possible that pushing myself to do something as intense as CrossFit, depending on what the programming was on any given day, being jet lagged, um, having like the long travel day I had, you know, that first day and staying up later and not sleeping well, like I probably could have pushed myself to like injury or illness, right? Like something that actually pushed me over to yeah, being unwell in some way. So, and like your okay, your goal of being, well, the point of you being out there was to perform in a professional capacity yeah. with regards to your work. Yeah. It was not to be like you're going out, you're flying across the country because you need to win every workout every day. <laughs> Right. Oh, right. I wasn't a professional athlete going so, to the competition. That's if true. you're then doing stuff that essentially we do, you know, we do for health, for fun, for community, all the rest of it. If that stuff then compromises your ability to perform in the way you're actually the whole purpose of that trip, mm-hmm. then something's gone wonky. Yep. So now that's good. It's good reframe. I've I've reframed my failure. Oh, we love a good reframe. <laughs> Warms the heart. <laughs> so, okay. So this is the fun part. Action steps. Obviously, you have a trip next week. Yep. No time zone change, but action steps for next conference. Mm-hmm. What's going to be when you start to think about, okay, the things that you like want to take with you in terms of your daily routine, what might be smart goals for you? Well, let's see. Silence. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, let's see. I'll I'll start with the the one lesson learned is I will I will plan a couple different options. So I will probably look into. I might look into a CrossFit gym. I think we're at like it's one of the hotels at SFO Airport. I do not imagine there's a CrossFit gym nearby, um, but I am gonna be staying that would be a good business airport airport crossfit CrossFit, like nearby yeah like well and also like crossfit gyms og crossfit gyms used to be in such industrial like off the beaten track areas like probably just get like an old airport and oh that'd be amazing oh that'd be great do like turbocharged crossfit workouts like yeah quick shower and change and catch a flight exactly right have like more like 35 45 minute classes and have showers and that'd be amazing it's like all those quick uh, spa places inside the terminals mm-hmm. now where you can get a quick manicure, a quick massage. Um, so I will look, I'll look into, I'll look into gyms. I will 
stock pictures of the fitness center at the hotel and and think about maybe um, at this point I'll, I'll be able to like I could even see the programming of our gym here and maybe see what translate those workouts into a hotel gym kind of equivalent well I think you know one of the things you mentioned that you kind of got a little bit of FOMO around was like the lifts for our current strength cycle squatting and strict pressing back squat strict press so it's like most hotel rooms have dumbbells mm-hmm. so they're obviously not going to probably have a squat rack and or barbells or things yeah. like that but like what movements can you incorporate where you're at least feeling like you're still working towards yeah helping yourself to get better at those movements so when you come back even though you're only gone for a few days it can feel like a lifetime um when you get back you're like okay i didn't get to do the four rep max or whatever you might miss out on but i did some work towards like continuing to develop those muscles and feel like i at least worked them a little bit so it's not like man i went for two weeks without doing it or whatever yeah yeah no that's a good point i will I mean, I might, I don't know if I'm that good. I might, I might just have to make sure I do the four rep max back squat before I leave town. <laughs> or that. And Which then is you also can a good way to plan. jog on the treadmill um, in your hotel room feeling all smug oh because you already yes. did your four rep Be max. like, all I'm going to do is treadmill. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I can, I can try those things. That will be more realistic. I feel like now that um, the post pandemic work world, like conferences are back and I go to a fair number of them. This is probably a good thing for me to start getting better at so I don't feel like I'm failing. I mean, if you know that like your future is a like many conferences, you could almost and this is just for fun because we love like measurable stuff, right? Yeah. Um that you know, you have benchmark workouts and CrossFit. You could start your own <laughs> hotel room series. So do like, the same thing every time and see you could if I... you could make up some really fun stuff or as fun as you can get with like a typical hotel room hotel gym mm-hmm. and you could make up maybe you could either like copy a version of it like a crossfit benchmark like grace but with dumbbells oh, yeah. or like isabel with alternating snatches or you know whatever it is like you or, you know helen or something would run on the treadmill and have kettlebells and stuff but whatever it is you could like create your own or tailor a crossfit benchmark workout to hotel room equipment and then create yourself a spreadsheet or something and periodically in hotel rooms be like all right it's time been to, time to three test months since hotel my grace conference <laughs> let's retest because now you kind of like gamified it oh i like that and when you gamify something it's much more exciting to do it and it wires your brain to want to do it right and if you have like competitive a competitive nature which you do it gives you a reason to try on a day where you might be like, this seems boring. I don't really feel motivated to, to go into the hotel room gym. Yeah. If you're like, oh, but what if I beat my own ass? That could be fun. I do feel like, uh, for those of you out there who haven't tried it, um, doing dumbbell snatches in a hotel gym. Oh, it's hard. It, well, and people it's give hard. you really funny people looks. People give you really <laughs> funny looks because it's like, I think unless you do CrossFit, that is not something you typically see someone do with a dumbbell. Yeah, me and Dave did some dumbbell like snatches it off the in, floor in the and... hotel room in New Orleans. And yeah. even though like there was obviously AC running, it was still like 
sweaty. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like Toronto, like there's a there was a lot of mirrors and the hotel so room gyms are like small. I know. And when you're flinging a dumbbell and you have no choice, I know. Even I was like, good lord, this in New Orleans, the wind. yeah. And we like the gym in New Orleans <laughs> was like right at the top of the hotel, so that if there wasn't if there was walls without windows, they had mirrors. Yeah. And all the other walls were like windows. Which wow. is obviously not things that we're used to in a CrossFit gym no. because we no. use walls for like handstand push-ups and yeah, wall mirrors walls break. And <laughs> there's not typically, you know, breakable walls. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, wow, I'm going to launch if this I dumbbell through a window. This, I know, I know. And then it's going to go through a ceiling <laughs> and then someone's going to die. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All because I needed to do a dumbbell snatch. But we definitely like when we were doing that, people were looking at us like, Oh my god! Whoa. I know. But it always starts out as like, "What in the name?" And then they get curious, and then afterwards they're like, "What was that?" I, yeah. I want to try. I've definitely had those. And then, experiences. then you're hosting a CrossFit class, right? In the hotel room I've gym. had that experience where I've seen someone like after I've done a workout like that in a hotel gym, I I've gone on, you know, whatever, do something else, moved on to another, and I and I see someone like kind of casually wander over to the dumbbell rack and grab one and like try to do the movement <laughs> like and you could tell they were curious and now they like, want to see uh, how hard so that much is i want to say like... right now but it's like i'm not the coach here uh, exactly yeah that's the hardest part about hotel gyms and globo gyms in general is uh you can't you can't fix everyone like you're not it's hard to not be in like coach mode of like oh you're gonna i think you're gonna hurt yourself can i can i give you some feedback but uh no, that's never really appropriate uh, in a random hotel gym. Mm-mm. Pretty much no one wants your feedback. <laughs> Unless you happen to have like a blank badge that you can just write coach on. Right. And then just like maybe you could like linger and help people out. You might get tips. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Before you get kicked I think out of the mo- I was going to say more than likely you'll get some hotel security being like, uh, ma'am, this is not covered under our insurance. Please don't don't tell the other yeah, guests what to do. Look at how amazing these people are moving. <laughs> That would be amazing if you actually started up your oh. own class in a hotel. Oh my gosh! Gym. Yeah, that yeah, yep. Oh man. Well, oh gosh. Go. Now I okay. I feel like this is this conversation. I was also I want to. This is like the time of year where I often set new like goals for the gym. Ooh. Um, Ooh, you heard it here first, What's right? Because I feel like I don't know. I, I usually have like a lull in my training in the fall. I've noticed it like over the years because of like I'm not sure the most pronounced was like dark. I think and... we talked about it. We talked about it on it might have been actually I don't know if it was your other podcast or but when I climbed Kilimanjaro that was the time when I noticed it the most. I climbed Kilimanjaro in August and then I came back and like just had this massive lull where I didn't want to train for anything and I like kind of stopped. I don't know like I had this weird time where I didn't feel motivated to do anything i'm just gonna put it out there we're doing a crossfit competition in about three weeks so uh don't right. let us slack people yeah don't let yeah her slack. She's, she's already <laughs> she's already none too subtly let me know that like uh you know i can't i missed a couple texts and she's like ah oh, you better not be late to the game showing up the day of like i was like oh she man. did declare she wanted no. to be carried on the mile run. oh well who doesn't want to get carried when there's running involved um but no, actually, I I feel like this fall has been different because of the competitions we've had. I did one in October, and we have one coming up in a couple of weeks, and I think that's actually helped a lot because competitions do tend to get me excited about um, getting better at things. But but, but I think it's also, also you just, said in the past like 
you're someone who typically likes something to train I for. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to love the process and just go in and doing whatever's programmed, but I always feel like I need to have a an end goal intention. in sight. Yeah. And I think this is also a good time to do that because like every year I say there are things that I would like to be better at for the open. Right. So the open's coming up in February. And I think I want to be better at being fit for the open. Right. Yeah. See, <laughs> and for you, open workouts that, are typically not that's my like a totally normal thing to say. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Just saying I want to be fit. Like, I'm like, no, I need to pick one thing. I need to be like, OK, by the open, I'm going to have butterfly pull ups or um, I think after the open a couple years ago when wall walks kicked my ass, I was like, I'm just, I'm going to get better at wall walks. So it's like, I usually pick one thing that I want to do for the open. Um, but yeah, I do. I feel like this is the time of year where I need something to, to work on. Um, and I don't know, I don't feel like I have that right now. Interesting. What are you, I mean, so do you, do you have any goals at the gym right now? Um, you're kind I, of excited I, for like a squat cycle, right? No, I'm not excited about squatting ever at but all. But you like getting better at it, mm. Get, growing those chicken legs. <laughs> it doesn't feel like I'm getting better at it. I really shit my spine out the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a technical term. Hannah has such colorful, colorful metaphors boring. for shit your spine out. Wow. Can you imagine if you actually did that? That'd be really bad. I, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> Just going to give a moment to let that visual oh, really please. sink no. in. No. Um, if I actually do that, please, someone take me to the hospital. See if they can push it back in. I did see a power lifter do something similar on a deadlift years ago in the Olympics. Oh. He like, he, his own intestines. Kind oh, of, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Now, I've, I've seen a few power lifters like, did you see that one? And I don't know if it's fake. I don't think it was fake, but it could. It was so gross. Like this dude was doing some outrageous deadlift that a human probably shouldn't. And he's like, it's about maybe at his knee kind mm -hmm. of height. So he's not even got it far off the ground. And his nose oh, is bleeding, bleeding. And he starts oh, no. vomiting. Oh, gosh. I don't even know how you concentrate holding on. It's like at that point, I don't want to deadlift enough. And right. he's like literally every time he tries to pull it a bit more he vomits and i think he got oh. it but like but by the time he, he stood so he it up pushing through the yeah, vomiting yeah he and was like it would be like bleeding and like and oh every gosh. sort of like vomit cycle would get him another couple of inches <laughs> and like by the time he stood this thing up he was just like covered in vomit and blood and i'm like on the one hand that is entirely gross and very stupid and then on the other like I got to admire how much you wanted that. Right. Because I, mean, I don't is... know if I ever wanted anything enough to... I mean, like, uh... I've been in some gnarly situations out on oceans where I've been, like, in a bad place. But, like, you can't... There's nothing you can do about that. Like, you, ha you have no yeah. choice but to keep going. With a deadlift, you can let go. You can let go. Yeah, I mean, powerlifter, it's true. It always seems to be powerlifters and deadlifters that, that you have these examples of, of like, wow, I can't believe you're just holding on despite your body. That's a moment where you need to listen to your body. <laughs> when it's like literally that dude was vomiting not and rejecting like what you're doing. I was like, so um, your eyeballs are going to come out next. Well, I, I mean, I've, I've seen you, I've seen you do a bunch of chest to bar when your hands bleeding all over the place like what's the motivation to keep going there right? that was like, the open because it was the open so it was like the competitive drive and you were beating me <laughs> even though i was sliding off the bar i'm never gonna forget that a friend was like my judge and like 
he was, my hand oh, yeah. started to <laughs> rip right, and i was like was oh like, god can... and he was like you can stop. stop and i'm like no no it's fine it's fine and then it got to the point where i was just like there was so much blood and the bars <laughs> were like taped slipping. the bars were even taped and i was slipping off a taped bar and like i would do like one rep because i couldn't hold on for any longer than that and then he would pass me paper towel to like get yeah, he's my like, uh, here like awkwardly <laughs> handing you paper back towel. to him and get up for another rep. I'm like oh hygienic. Yes, yes. And like eventually I got to the point where I just like I couldn't hold on anymore. And finally some reality, I don't know why, but like some re- hint of reality kicked in where I was just like what is the point of this? It's not like I'm my life depends on this. I am far from a professional crossfitter and just let it go. <laughs> but I love that you admitted it's because I I had a I was beating you on that workout. <laughs> I mean so to be fair, it's, all it's my fault, fault is what she's saying. She's saying it's my fault, folks. Um if no, you just I <laughs> quit, I would have been able well, to quit. It's not my fault that in the in the open, the chest to bar workouts, which I am not great at by any means but the chest to bar always tends to be coupled with thrusters and i'm a i'm a faster thruster cycler cycler yeah i don't know (laughs) a thruster cycler faster thruster a faster thruster than but yes because i'm sure it wasn't because i'm brilliant at chest to bar that i was beating you at that but um but yeah i mean i guess like i do i don't have even that drive though right like I'm such a baby where as soon as I start to feel that skin on skin slippage and like uh, <laughs> oh. I like I pretty much quit like or I'll move to like strict pull ups or I, I just I don't know if there's something I have like this I don't know this queasiness this like that I can't I just can't fight through it when like something is starting when I'm starting to bleed or I'm starting to tear or something happens in a workout I'm just like I'm That's done probably what's nope. known as being smart <laughs> and not like blackout mode yeah. Um. So, oh, my goals. Um, yeah. Interestingly, I I've typically kind of set like by the end of this year, I want to lift this much in this particular thing, or be able to string this many of butterflies together, or do muscle ups or whatever. And I've always found, well, now I have sort of greater awareness around it. I found that like when I set goals like that, of like within this time frame i need to be able to do x y or z mm-hmm. that's very specific i kind of like i feel this resistance and if i'm if it's not going well for me because i'll go through phases where things will click and i'll feel great and then it's just like wow my brain forgot how to do that or things just don't feel good or like this year i spent a lot of the first part of the year working really hard on like gymnastics pulling stuff yeah and then the tendonitis in my arm just went wild like right. it you hurt to stop. so bad that finally i got to the stage where i was like this is what am i doing like this is not productive so i just completely backed off all sorts of like gymnastics pulling practice and actually I was at the park this morning I got to the stage where I could not I mean I can't throw a ball for shit anyway but like I literally couldn't <laughs> it is throw the Hannah ball throw for the dog I couldn't throw it like three feet without it hurting so bad oh wow and this morning I threw the ball and it went a little bit further than three feet nice <laughs> probably went progress. like 30 foot which is good for me but there wasn't any pain so I was just like okay yeah. Maybe we can start to experiment with some gymnasty pulling stuff again and see. But like having that degree of pain, which started to like 
roll into like you know everyday life stuff was yeah. painful and i was just like this is miserable and like i was being woken up in the middle of the night with just like burning pain in my arm oh wow yeah that's and i was like this is silly so i've decided that rather than try and set like strict targets or weights or whatever that my goal is to be and you know smart goals are specific i'm setting a non-smart goal that's kind of smart in a different way <laughs> of just really trying to like enjoy the process and make it playful again because when mm. it becomes something like you know i've always you know it was like training for sailing like getting boats ready for races was very serious business yeah and it wasn't you weren't out there to like have fun it was like okay do you know this run whatever with this particular sail at this particular angle and these particular wind conditions take it all down sail back repeat because it's like data collection and like very kind of like serious stuff and i have typically and traditionally bought that same mindset to like my crossfit of like god i gotta get really intense about this and really serious and i've got to spend this much time this many days a week training towards this one thing until yeah. it's accurate and it's like but this isn't my job to be good at that thing anymore yeah and when i'm not achieving those things i start to feel bad about it because when I get into that zone, I think of it like it's my job. Yeah. And I forget that actually I don't have hours and hours and hours out of every day to be in a gym practicing towards it. Right. And I'm not surrounded by a team of people who are trying to make me better and like training me to be good at that specific thing. Yeah. It's just like me, me, myself and I watching a video or filming myself and then watching that back, trying to figure out how to make my body move in a way that right now it doesn't want to move or whatever. So my goal is to just be playful and have fun and learn, you know, I don't like practicing things that I'm not good at or can't do in front of people. So mm. quite a lot of the time, like, like after a Saturday class, when I'm tempted to maybe practice some gymnasty things, I don't because I don't want people to see me be crap at it. So as well go like Sunday Ooh. morning when no one's looking and do it then. I feel like that's a topic for another podcast. But that's something that I want <laughs> to like Excuse get me. over and be okay with going like, you know what? If I get it, cool. Yeah. And maybe with the energy of people around me, because people are always watching, you know, like when They're you're always in the gym, watching. Yeah. if you're trying to do something cool and, and if you're trying something and you, you don't get it mm -hmm. or you get close, but maybe just missing a little thing here or there. No, in my experience... Certainly at our current gym, no one's ever been like, oh, well, they're shit. Yeah. It's always like, oh, that's really inspiring. Right. You're, exactly. I like, think just trying is Whether or not people. like that person who's watching you is working towards trying to get the same thing or whether, because like I was thinking about this the other day too. It's like as when I first became a coach, like I always identified in my career in sailing. I was a sailor, right? And I always struggled since I left hmm. sailing with like, what do I identify as? Mm, yeah. And literally only three weeks ago, if you asked me like what I would call myself now and like what I truly like believe myself to be, it's coach. Oh, wow. That's huge. Yeah. That's awesome. And it was kind of like I've, I sort of realized that a key part of that is it, when I first started coaching CrossFit, I had massive imposter syndrome because I wasn't the best lifter in the gym and I was missing a lot of skills and 
And I was like, I don't know. How am I meant to teach something if I can't do it myself? Right. And while sure, your ability should be able to perform something yourself helps a lot but it doesn't mean that you don't understand how to be able to coach it like we know firsthand that if you're the best athlete in the gym it certainly does not translate to you being the best coach in the gym right right absolutely not that's you know some people are incredible athletes but they have no idea either how to break down a movement because it's been so long or you know they they just can't relate to like how how do i do that right because right, I just like, almost, yeah, you know, exactly. I stand like, how do I relate bar, to being at the I very beginning up. of that process and, you know, and they've had it and... they have maybe been blessed with the kind of like gift where the first time they ever decided to do a bar muscle up, they jumped up and whoop, they're up there. <laughs> so they never had to go through a process of like, yeah, how on earth do I deconstruct this? And then like, if this isn't working, because it, it, to me, it's like a sort of it's a jigsaw puzzle right and it's like a million piece jigsaw puzzle and you may give one person a cue and boom whether it's a lift or gymnastics move that's the cue for them and they just get it and then you could try that with six other people and it just doesn't work doesn't work for them so then you go through the list of like okay what does this person need and as much as like when you start running out of ideas yeah it can be really frustrating that's where like the art of coaching and the fun part of coaching kicks in. You're like, okay, how do I figure this out mm-hmm. for you? Because you tried all the puzzle pieces that you think are going to fit or it doesn't work. You're just missing that one really weird little piece of puzzle that you got to search for and it's out there somewhere. Yeah. So what I've also realized that like that imposter syndrome is like, if as a coach, you know, we can all even professional Olympians spend they may win a gold medal one year that doesn't mean they then sit on their asses for four years and wait for the next cycle to come around right they work every day to make it 0.0001 percent better yeah and so there's always a process of learning there's always a process of refining and if i can show people in the capacity of a coach that i am working on that process myself yeah and not afraid to try and you know trying to keep the mindset positive and looking at you know even if I don't I don't want to say fail something even if I don't achieve what I maybe intended to set out to that's not a waste of time because there's like I said it's feedback right if you film yourself trying to do something and you didn't get it yeah it can be disappointing but there's some takeaway that if you truly love to learn or you truly love to coach and teach that there's value in that too yeah and by shying away from doing that because you don't want to be seen to fail because you set this expectation to yourself you're missing out so that's my kind of goal yeah is to let go of that like i've got to you know i should be good at this quote unquote should why (laughs) should i be good at that damn i love this i really thought you were just gonna say like I want a hundred twenty-five pound squat snatch, um, but you made that so much more awesome of an answer. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's. I mean, that's such a that's such an amazing thing to think about, right? Like, I I definitely don't um, have like coaching is not nearly as much a part of my professional life as it is yours because you've got you know the nutrition stuff and you definitely coach more classes things like that. But 
I also have like found like that's such a part of my identity that I really resonate with that I I do it at work too. Like my my direct reports, like the people I supervise at my day job, um, I try I think of myself as their coach. And like so similar to how I understand how to help someone get better at something at the gym, I try to do that in a professional setting as well, whether it's like the skills of of project management or the skills of helping them negotiate their salaries or like learning their value, things like that. Like it's such, I love like, I just love that the coach's mindset and you're right, like being able to show your own process. And sometimes if that does involve some kind of failure, um, I was actually just thinking about the competition coming up where we, part of it, uh, this is one of these, another amazing Hannah designed, uh, Hannah programmed comps that's very well, we'll unique. We'll see if it's amazing. Uh, we'll see how it plays out, but <laughs> it it's, it, it looks really awesome. But one of the things you have to do is uh, submit your one rep max clean and jerk um, because one of the workouts is based on percentages of your ability. And I had to send it in to our team captain to be recorded on Hannah's super spreadsheet. And it was the first lift in like so January will be my 10 year anniversary of CrossFit Mm -hmm. January 2023 and it's the first time a lift of mine has regressed so like in recent in the last six to nine months I have PR'd front squats back squats um my deadlift has stayed the same my strict press my snatch and my clean and jerk is has gone down I cannot repeat my like so old the one rep max. It's the jerk. Yeah. My clean has got my, my, my squat clean has PR'd too. But mm-hmm. um, so it's the jerk. So there's this, here's my, this is the lift that like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say I can't get better at it. I probably don't want to get better at it. But it was such an interesting thing to just even have to text y'all that number because I was like admitting that like, I, I can't clean and jerk 150 or 155 anymore. Um, and it was weird because I was like, "Is I, I think I'm okay with that. Like, I don't have to keep chasing big numbers and lifting. But it it was just kind of a strange thing to think about just in terms of progress. I think like expectations of progress. And that this is an interesting thing in terms of goals at, at our age that and one of our teammates actually says it himself. It's like, if I can, like, you know, with every strength cycle, it's like, you know, I like to ask people, are you working towards a particular number? You know, do you have something yeah. in mind? Is it just see what happens? Um, just so that I can kind of make sure that if they are working towards a number that they're trying to lift appropriately along the course. And he is always like, you know what? If I can hit my previous best and maintain, he's in his mid 50s. Mm-hmm. That's a goal. Absolutely. And like 10 years ago, I was like, maintenance is a goal. (laughs) No. (laughs) But absolutely true. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we talked about heavy ass deadlifts. I have a number that I've hit a few times and I have zero interest in trying to better that. I know. It's not worth it to me. My 300 pound deadlift number has just like, it's a goal that has just disappeared. It doesn't doesn't matter to me anymore. And like, I... I was always scared that when I heard people talk like that, it was just them giving up. And it's right. not because like, well, yes, like we have, both of us have PR'd lifts this year um, and hopefully can continue to. There is a point at which 
maintaining that best lift is a really good goal. Yes. Yeah. And you have to turn off the whole, I'm still in my 20s. I can just keep going, keep pushing, keep pushing. It's like, you know, if, if at 50, I can still lift within five pounds of what I'm lifting now. Wow. Yeah, that'll be huge. I mean, that's seven more years for that me. That would of, be amazing. Yeah, kind of just maintaining. And you know, and if I PR now and I PR by two pounds, cool, I'll take it. <laughs> that's true. I probably just need to start using more of those little mini plates. And I think, plates. <laughs> I think that's why like my goals have shifted, you know, and it's not like I suddenly got, I'm, I'm only 42. It's not like I'm a granny or anything, but it is a different landscape and it's very noticeable when your body does start to go like, okay, okay, slow your roll. That try like transitioning out of, I must hit something really specific. It's like, you know what? If I can like keep this up for the next year without pain, because this is really the last year to 18 months is the first time like apart from like an actual like injury like when i herniated a disc in my neck like a real injury yeah this is the first time where i've just experienced like you know tendonitis to the point where i can't keep pushing through it yeah and that's just like you know i yeah i work out hard but i also spent 15 years pulling ropes (laughs) like that's it's no surprise that my forearms are probably quite worn out <laughs> right well it's also why i've stopped chasing you on the shoulder endurance stuff <laughs> this is why hannah will always beat you if it's lightweight push presses or <laughs> but i will unlikely beat you if it's a squat-a-thon <laughs> but it's yeah but like it's amazing like and i know i've also started to accept and like 10 years ago i would have been like you just gave up on yourself but accept certain things like I will likely, unless your legs fall off, never squat as much as you. <laughs> unless my legs fall off. She's gonna like, pull our legs off. I was going to say, she, she's jinxed my legs here. I hope they don't uh, fall off. <laughs> I don't have too many diseases going on. But I mean, you, you honestly, you, you don't squat that much less than me. Yeah, I, I do. Um, but like, <laughs> I will likely. Well, unless- you're, do, you're doing pretty well in this, in this strength cycle. Well, thank you. What was your, what was your six rep? 195 that's and i did nearly shit out my spine but it's also because i think i've messed up my lower spine and it was not feeling good i was hoping for two like this is an example of being sensible in my old age my goal was to go for 200 yeah and i did a set at like 185 and was like "Mm, that felt not that great and so i was like i really want to put 200 pounds on the bar but i feel like that could be the straw that breaks the camel's back so i'm just gonna put a little bit less and be fine um and you know i've definitely learned to like understand my body and like it had 15 years in a sport and got like primed to be strong in a certain way and not so much in another way and there's only so much of that that i'm gonna be able to undo and redo yeah and the goal of being able to just I love to train, so why shouldn't it be fun? Yeah. And it's true. I mean, it should be fun. Like, when I think of the things I want to do for the Open, I mean, really, I mean, part of my main motivation for wanting to learn butterfly pull-ups is when I watch all of y'all do it, it looks fun. 
Like, no, I only do it because right? I literally can't. Yeah, kip. like, I mean, because my kipping pull-ups, like, I, they're really good. Like, I have really good shape. I've got decent endurance because I, like, I've got good form. But it's more just like I look at other people. I'm like, that looks fun. Like, I want to do the fun version now. So maybe, I mean, right? Like, maybe that's that's good to pick the goals that are like that. It's like handstand walking. It just looks fun. So maybe that's it. Maybe I, I pick more of the fun goals uh, going forward. I think, you know, the point, if you're going to set, I think for us, it's like if we're going to set ourselves like specific goals for like a specific movement or a specific weight, then we it has to come with a healthy side order of like, don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. Yep. Because it's never productive. Yeah. And although we are definitely going to the games in the partner category, they haven't yet made for the 60 right. plus 60 people, plus but they will. Partner. Yeah. Um, yep. We've still got amazing. plenty of time. We've got plenty amazing. of time. <laughs> so hey hopefully uh the next time you travel you know right could, I'll, like have I'll a good report, action plan. i'll report back after san francisco and uh yeah that's goals goals that's our goals now you know if you say to us the gym we're not having fun remind us. us remind us that we said this and remind hannah that she said she was going to listen to her body actually that's not what she said but um <laughs> we still like to remind her of the things that she says on the podcast that she can't take back <laughs> well thank you for tuning in this has been episode two of season two and uh hopefully episode three we will have a guest uh, always a fun time um thanks for tuning in feel free to share and we'll be back next time <laughs>